Welcome to Let's Open the Bible, where our goal is to open the Bible and look at what it says. For the next few minutes, we will be looking at a passage from one book. We will continue weekly until we finish that book. I'm Tom Nordstrom, and with me is Bill, Casey, and Nate. All right, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had uh, often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles into pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about two thousand, rushed down a steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to see Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion sitting there, clothed in his right mind, And they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. They began to beg Jesus to depart from the region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. He did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim into the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everybody marveled. All right, so here we see an account. I mentioned last week or in the last podcast how uh, there seemed to be a bunch of miracles right here in a row of some very significant miracles um, that Jesus is doing. Casey mentioned how each one of these miracles from the end of chapter 4 um, into all the way through chapter 5, Jesus is showing that he has authority over different, you could say different realms, I guess, Jesus calms the storm and he shows his power over the physical realm uh, and over the the wind and the sea. Here, Jesus shows his power over the demonic realm. He's going to show, after this story, his power over like sickness. And at the end of this chapter, he even shows his power over death. He raises someone from uh, the dead. So Jesus is showing his multifaceted power um, and authority here. Um, but here we zoom in, and it's Jesus is showing his power over the demonic uh, world with this demon-possessed man. Um, it's very clear that this man is demon-possessed, but one of the things that I kind of caught here is that he was cutting himself with stones, um, and that goes very much against Ephesians 5.19. It says no one, harms his, uh, no one in their right mind would harm their own body. Um, and so you can definitely see that this man is demon-possessed. Um, there's something not right about him. 
it said they had tried to contain him with chains and different things and it didn't work. And it's interesting to me that the demon recognizes who Jesus is and approaches him right away. Um, and so that's an interesting thing that I found here. Um, so it reminds me of James that it's James chapter two, I believe that says that the demons believe, um, but shudder. And the argument in James is that you can't just believe that Jesus is the son of God and not do anything about it because you're no better than the demons who believe that Jesus is the son of God, but don't, don't do anything about it. But anyway, that, that sounds like this right here, this, this, demon or these demons plural who were in this man they knew who jesus was and they were scared of him and even verse six says they worshiped him or he worshiped him um, which is interesting that i just kind of picked up on here um so i think there is a i see a. I mentioned last podcast how there seems to be maybe a couple parallels in all of these stories that kind of coincide and, and are in this one grand context of all these miracles that Jesus is doing, these four different accounts that we see. And there, there's a couple that I see here. One is is these demons were afraid of Jesus, and then after they were cast out of Jesus, everyone surrounding who witnessed this it said they were afraid, and they feared, and they wanted Jesus to leave, um, which seems almost opposite of it, what you would think they should be reacting. They would they see Jesus and the power that he has and the good that he does, and they would be comforted and encouraged by that, but they're not. They look at Jesus, and they're afraid of him and of his power. Um, we also saw last podcast, at the end of chapter 4, Jesus looks, or after Jesus calms the storm, verse 41 of chapter 4, they were filled after he, they saw them calm the storm. The disciples were filled with great fear. And said to one another, who is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So there, it's very interesting that people look at Jesus after this, and there's this deep, I mean, there's this fear. Um, and that's, that's one common thing. And then another common thing I see is they fell down, bef- this man felt, he ran towards Jesus and fell down before him. And there, there's like this begging Jesus of, um, don't, don't send him into these pigs. Or don't send uh, send them into the pig. Sorry, and we see another. I think it's this woman with the hemorrhage. Oh no, sorry, it's Jairus whose daughter is going to die eventually. In chapter five, verse twenty-two, he saw Jesus and he fell at his feet. Uh, same thing. Um, and then with the woman with the the twelve-year hemorrhage, um, she heard. She came up behind Jesus and touched the bottom of his garment. So there seems to be this this. Uh, posture that people have to Jesus that is um, maybe a point is being made in Mark of Jesus' power. And and again, this is, I guess, somewhat speculation here, but uh, people are falling down at his feet and recognizing uh, who he is and the power that he has. And they're not... the, The picture of Jesus we get in these couple chapters is not people, you know, walking all over Jesus like a doormat, but Jesus is... Jesus is the sheriff in town, you could say, and he is, I mean, people are falling down at his feet. He's the guy, um, and we need to make sure that we understand that role and don't get it reversed. It's interesting to me that the the demons asked to be sent to the swine, and Jesus permits it, and some might wonder, you know, why would Jesus do that? 
Um, a commentary that I was looking at before we had this podcast mentioned the fact that it shows just how many demons there were because there's 2,000 pigs. And if those 2,000 pigs are taken over by these demons, that shows just how vast the number of demons in this man were. And it really gives people an adequate picture of what or who was inside this man. Um, and I think that's interesting to show just how drastic of a change this is and just exactly what this man was actually dealing with. And now I don't know, you know, does that mean there was 2,000 people inside of him? I don't know. Um, I don't know that for sure. Um, this commentary does point out that Legion, I think, means 6,000. Um, or at least there's an instance to where that means 6,000. So, but that's speculation. But it does say that the number of pigs was about 2,000. Um, so just an interesting note there, something to think about. Um, just how many demons were actually inside this man. Um, there's something else that is interesting about where these these demons go. And we see, it says they entered the sea. And that is interesting to me. And it seems like there's something interesting with water. And this is all, I have not connected any dots in my mind. I don't. I haven't made sense of this at all. Um, but there seems to be some like this interesting thing with demons and water. Um, where is that parable of Jesus talks about uh, you might send the demon out of your house, but if you don't fill it with something else, then more will come back. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe. I think it's in Mark. Um, man... Anyway, it says after passing through waterless places. The demon's saying going through waterless places. Um, I'm just going to have to look it up because it's going to bug me. Waterless. Oh, it's in Matthew. It's in Matthew 12. Matthew 12. Okay. Okay. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but he finds none. Then it says, I will return to the house which I came. Uh, so anyway, it's that waterless places. And it's just, and it, again, this is this is totally reading into the text. But there, there seems to be something with demons seek waterless places. And here Jesus sends them into a herd of pigs. And they go into the water and they drown. Um no idea what is it's just one of those things that we're never going to know um but cool to you know look at and say huh that's interesting so anyway and it could be the fact that and i think the commentary points it out that in the water it more than likely knows that the host that it's in will probably die which means that i would imagine the demon dies along with it but i don't know that for sure but that could be kind of the it knows that it's a threat, and it could cause harm. Um, and so I don't know if that's the case or not, but that's kind of what comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it... All right. So last thing I notice is after Jesus had cast the man out of this, or cast the demons out of this man, he commands this man to go back into the town and uh, tell all of his friends how much the Lord has done for us, or how much the Lord has done for him. And I think we have a similar call or a similar uh, commission in that we too, our, our role is to go and tell our friends how much the Lord has done for us. Um, and we see in scripture that 
over and over whenever someone has a you know an account with Jesus their response is to go you know be excited and tell other people about it and there's a lesson for us uh, you know we look at how much Jesus has spiritually done for us and uh, how after we to go tell other people uh, about it and reflect that the way that these people were healed in scripture that's all I have anything else all right That's all we're going to have for today. We thank you for listening. If there's anything we can do for you, please reach out to us and let us know. We would be happy to help you. Thank you for joining us, and we will catch you as we continue through Mark chapter 5. See you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Let's Open the Bible podcast. If you have any questions or if you want to talk about the next steps in your faith journey uh, or you are interested in receiving the daily Bible verse over text that corresponds to the content of this podcast, reach out to us at openthebible2022 at gmail.com and we will get back with you. Uh, We thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Have a good day.